0: Hello, 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 everybody! Welcome back to the Go Boldly podcast. I'm Scott Spade. I'm your host, and and we have I've been talking with this guy for the last 30 minutes, uh, almost 45 minutes, and I am truly excited to have have Nathan Cook on the line with us today. Nathan and I have uh, we've been told, and we have realized that we actually have a lot in common. We're both John Maxwell certified. We've both been uh, been coached by some of the best in the field that were a part of John Maxwell. Um, which has only helped us to get to where we are today. And so I'm excited, Nathan, to hear your story and to just
1: uh, talk about what you do
0: and who you help and and where you're going, man.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, Scott, thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, such a blessing to be asked to be on anyone's podcast uh, and just to share stories, right? Because I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's our stories that uh, make the greatest impact in other people's lives and hopefully my story impacts someone's life out there and and not only that but uh, the transparency piece because that's something I like to I like to live out in my life that uh, mm-hmm. transparent lives change lives yeah. and uh, I think a lot of us we want to we want to we want to put on a good show we want to you know dress up you know you'll you'll see pictures of me when with my nice bow tie and, and those kinds of things on I don't wear it as much anymore unless I'm speaking uh, but everyone always wants to put their best foot forward right And I think at the end of the day, we all have to realize that we're all flawed. We all have issues. We all have problems. Some of us are medicated. I'm not. Don't worry. Uh, You might think I am after this, but
0: (laughs) but probably should be after
1: this. (laughs) Probably should be after this. It might be in therapy. No. Uh, But at the end of the day, if we can realize that everyone around us is going through the similar process that we are in life, like not necessarily the same things, but maybe those same feelings of feeling alone or removed or not having it all together. If you can realize that you're not the only one in the world that's going through that, it makes life a lot easier that you're, you're not going crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh
0: my gosh. You know, it's so funny when, when I'm working with somebody and, and they act like they're the only one in the world that's ever dealt with their problem. And I just look at them like, do you seriously think you're the only one that's ever, been through a divorce. I mean, really, you're the, nobody else in this world has ever been through a divorce. I mean, we you know we know people that have been through four or five divorces, but you're the only one that's going through it right now. So yes, yeah. let's, let's just figure that out.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, you're you're right. It's true, and it, it is funny because when you're working with a client and they tell you a problem that they have, you know, oh, I had I had a business partner that stabbed me in the back, and you go. Oh my gosh, you are the first person in the history <laughs> of the human race to have someone betray you. Like we need a moment of silence right now, That's just- <laughs> right? Like, but it's true. Like we're so self-absorbed at times that we forget that there's other people out there that are experiencing not only the same thing, but there are people out there that are experiencing worse things than we could even possibly imagine in our mind. I know I'm in Germany. <laughs> he well, can't even get, he can't even get milk. I mean, like, I can't he's even milk, milk, but, yeah, he telling me that earlier. He's like, man, <laughs> I went to the store and I came back and I think I have enough for like two bowls of cereal.
0: <laughs> I literally I literally had two bowls of cereal and that milk is gone. Like I, I've got to go down the street and get to get, get some more milk somewhere. But you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny that, that you say that. Um, I think we get caught up in, in thinking, in this tunnel vision. Yeah. And when we realize that we're not the only ones, and I, I always tell my clients, you are, you are on the other side of everything you've ever been through. Mm-hmm. You can look back over your life and see all these issues and all these problems that you've had in the past. You're on the other side of it. And guess what? Whatever problem you've got right now, there's an other side of this mountain.
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah, or the hill, or this this ant hill, whatever whatever it is you're facing, and usually their mountain is actually a, a molehill or an anthill, Like when you break it down, it's not yeah. that. Yeah, and but but I think we've got to be. As a matter of fact, this this Friday we're doing a uh, a strong bonds resiliency hike with some of the soldiers here in, in Germany, and they've asked me to speak, and they want me to speak on resiliency. Mm. And I was messaging the XO earlier and he's like, I just think you should do a talk on resiliency. And and I'm like, Okay. Thank God I've got three or four days to prepare that. And you know, 20 minutes out in the field, all these soldiers and their spouses are going to be tired from the hike. And and he wants me to talk about resiliency. Just get back to your car, you're resilient. Yeah, And you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think at the same time, that's something we don't teach anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think we don't teach, but I mean, first of all, we don't teach people to dream of what they want. I think it's a big thing is discovering what it is that you really want in life. Um, we, we attach our dreams and goals, um, to our lives based off of what other people want for our lives. You know, you know, you kind of hear about it. Like when I was growing up. So I grew up in uh, down in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and if you don't know where Eugene, Oregon is, it's you, you must be living under a rock because the Oregon ducks have like come out of like nowhere. Like I was a duck fan before the ducks were actually like good. Somebody. like Yeah, somebody. So it's, it's kind of funny. So, you know, growing up now, I could say I'm from Eugene, Oregon. People are like, oh, home of the ducks or, you know, and a uh, pre and those kinds of things. But like growing up, like that wasn't that wasn't a huge thing. So I, I came from, I would say, a, a pretty small town um you know not small town like you know where you have the hay hay in your mouth near ding you're go, go down go down to the oak tree and turn right <laughs> yeah not that kind of small town but eugene was a small town i grew up there uh with a with uh, both my parents uh, still married today conservative uh, christian family You know, we were, we were in church on Sundays and we were, we were the family that were there when church started the very first service. And we were there till it ended from the third service. And then, you know, Wednesday evenings, we were going to church on Wednesday evenings. And like, I was, I was raised uh, in the church. And then on top of that, I was homeschooled. So I was also sheltered from all the craziness that was going on in Eugene. You know, everyone like taking a toke here and there, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, so it's, it's interesting though, because, um, everyone grows up with a worldview and whatever that worldview is, it comes from your parents. For me, my father was an entrepreneur. My mother stayed at home and my father wanted us to, to work hard at what we we're doing, but he wanted us to go beyond where he was. So my father uh, still is a hairstylist. He cuts, he cuts hair from women's hairs to men's hair. Um, and he's very good at what he does. You know, he's, I think he's on the backside of the mountain where he's coming down and he's ready to retire with that. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting because my father always said, you need to get in the medical field. The medical field is the one field that is always growing. It's always developing. We're always going to need doctors. And he's right, right? And so in my head, I thought, okay, I need to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. Uh, you know, we all go through that as children and our parents install a belief of like, yeah, you should go after this. Yeah, you should you should do that. And our parents mean well but I think a lot of parents lose sight on what a child's gifts and talents are and speaking into that and then saying, what could we do to maximize these talents, to, to make you successful? And it's yeah. funny because when I look at my father, my father is extremely successful in his in his hair business. He is, He's been in hair for as long as I've been alive, over 40 years. Okay. And so to see his success is amazing as an entrepreneur, but my father was never teaching me how to be an entrepreneur. I think it wasn't even actually until five years ago that I realized my father was an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. And so yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Resiliency is a huge piece that children are lacking, but I think it's because they don't really know what they want. Yeah. And if we actually knew what we wanted, we would be willing to give up a whole lot more in order to give get there, right? Like our soldiers. It's interesting, like uh, if you if you read the book, like I'm a big reader, I'm not as big as I used to be, but I do love reading. And uh, man search for meaning Victor Frankel, you know, what does he say? The biggest determinant of of uh, someone living through the Holocaust and surviving and someone who died was the hope that a family member would be there on the other side. As soon as they lost the hope of a family member or a life to come back to, they they lost it they they let themselves go they were they were skin and bones they had nothing to their name and the only thing driving them was the belief of something and man if you're a soldier today if you're around people who serve why do they serve so hard? Because they love their, they love their family. They love their people. They want to come home, but they also want to make a safer, better place. The resiliency is really realizing that there's something bigger than you that you are fighting for out there.
0: Yep.
1: That's I my think, dissertation. <laughs> well,
0: that when we think, when we try to encourage people to dream, they dream, they dream with their current circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's limiting, you know, and it's like, you can go to college. There's ways to go to college. Well, I can't go to college because I can't afford it. Well, have you ever heard of a grant? Have you ever heard of a scholarship?
1: There's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of things that we just have to think outside the box for. And so, and sometimes it's even the question of why do you want to go to college? Why do do you want to go to college? What's the draw to go to college? You know, I was, I was working with a gentleman a couple of years ago and we were walking through that and his wasn't college. His was, I don't even know why I want to be in school right now. I don't want to be in high school. I want to, I want to, I want to be done. Like this makes no sense. I don't want to be here. I don't like the people. I don't like the teachers. Like I'd rather, I'd rather be out going and working a job. And he was really good at his job. He worked at a local coffee shop here in Oregon and he was happy. He was a shift leader and he was happy. And I said, yeah, if that's what you want to do, completely fine. And we spoken to I spoken to other parts of his life and helped him grow and develop. And what's, what's really funny is when I was talking to him about a year ago, he said, Hey, guess what? Um, I'm actually finishing up my GED right now. Nice. And so he realized in his own time of what he actually wanted, and then he pursued it. But I think sometimes we need to take a step back and we say, is that, is that really what we want? Because if it's not what we really want, we're going to get there. We're going to be frustrated. But two, Um, We're not going to have the passion, the desire to actually move through difficult times to get those things. If we're not 100% sold and in love with it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, we we live such busy lives. Very. That we fail to just slow down, turn off Facebook, turn off social media, turn off the TV, turn off the news and just sit and dream.
1: Mm
0: And just sit and dream. And I, you know, I heard, I heard John Maxwell say one time that we don't teach people how to think anymore. Yeah. And I, I've, I've used that giving him credit, but I've used that many times in, in my talks. And i just think that is so true that we don't have to think you've got Google to think for you. And well, so we, and
1: creativity is a mindset, right? We, many people don't actually believe that they can be creative anymore. Yeah. And we live in such a, like exactly with, with what you said, we, we've got Google. You can, you can go to Google and you can search for anything you want and you can find the answer instantly. You know, you're, you're in a group of people and someone says, Oh, what was it? What was that name of that? Uh, that, that, pink bird that eats, that eats um, what is that shrimp? Oh, I can't remember the name of that But and someone types in, you know, pink bird eat shrimp and all of a sudden you get flamingo and yep. you're like, that's, that's, that's absolutely insane. But the sad thing is, is most people aren't living in reality. Most people are so attached to a digital world, whether that's a show or a game, that they literally cannot be creative in the reality that we see, and there's a disconnect. And I'll tell you this, Scott. So um, there was there was a point when you know I was going through my career and I was working on visualization and figuring out what I wanted and trying to see things, and I was I was doing some techniques of like uh, someone walking through a meditation with me. And so I'm sitting there, and he says imagine you're in a field of green grass and I'm sitting there and I'm imagining a field of green grass, but here's the kick, Scott, the grass was digital. Wow. I've been playing video games for so long in my life that when someone said, imagine grass, it digital, it was digital. I couldn't even, I could not even imagine the reality of what real grass looked like. And that's what most people live today. They have a fake digitized image of what they think that they want that doesn't even exist because we're so enamored by a digital world. And if you're listening right now, you want, you know, First of all, shut off YouTube and all that stuff and, you know, be done for the rest of the day after, after you finish listening to this, because <laughs> Scott has some great words that he's going to share with us here in a moment, I think. But it's true. Like w- we have to be cognizant of all the things that are going on in our life and we need to unplug. Yeah, We need to take a step back. There's a reason why God created the Sabbath, yep, a day of rest away from technology, away from doing things, right? Yeah. It- so being here in Germany,
0: there is hardly anything open on Sundays here. Any, I mean, the grocery stores, the gas station is about the only thing that you can find open. Couple of places that are like American owned, like mm-hmm. a um, sports bar type place where you get wings and burgers and that kind. Of, those places are typically open on Sunday evening, hmm. but for the most part, everything in and where I'm where I'm at is is shut down on Sundays and if you don't get it on Saturday and you got to, and everything shuts down at eight o'clock every night of the week and so it we don't have Walmart we don't have what you know
1: the 24-hour yeah (laughs) and
0: and I think that um it has really made me be a lot more aware of Hey, just, just be present on Sunday. Mm. Just don't worry about trying to go get something to eat, just cook something or just, you know, go home and, and relax. And, and it's just been, it's actually been kind of, it's, fr- it was frustrating at first because I was, yeah. you know, the first few weeks I was here, I was living in a hotel. And so it, it was a little bit frustrating, but as I've kind of gotten settled into my place, it's like, this is relaxing.
1: And so it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, you take, you take your car and to go have it fixed and you've got like three hours to kill while they're working, you know, changing the oil or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give you a car to go drive around. Why don't you just go walk around for a bit? Yeah. And then you're, you're walking around town, you're stewing, you're like, oh man, I'm losing all of this valuable time <laughs> in my life. I can't do this and I can't do that. And I forgot that. And I don't have a car, you know, my life is ruined for the next three hours, And then, you know, it's funny because after about like hour two, you start to get used to it. And you're like, oh, this is kind of, I never realized that place was over there. Oh, this is really interesting. And you start people watching and like, it's, I mean, we need as people to slow down in order to speed up in life. We actually have to slow down.
0: That's, I I don't want to give his name because I'm not a. But there's a, there's a guy out there that does a a coaching program called retreat to attack, to retreat to attack. Hmm. And, and it's based on, you know, taking time to to retreat, take time to vacation so that you can get back on the, Hmm. back up and attack. And, you know, and I always, I always have to remind myself, even Jesus took, took time out.
1: Yep. 100%. And we have to, we have to realize that Jesus didn't take time out to go on a walk and, and contemplate himself in life. He went on a walk to pray to his father. That's That's a key piece is you have to know your, you have to know the source of all life, which is God, which is Christ, right? You have to, you have to know and understand that that is holistically where you have to go first. And I don't know about you, but as a guy, that's really hard. Prayer is like one of those things. that's really hard for guys. Yeah. And up until probably like maybe a couple of years ago, um, I was really poor at prayer and I started to realize like, I would be good. Like I, I had this little thing that I would do, or I still do today is that when someone comes up to mind and I think of them and I, I just shoot them a text, I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Or if I'm listening to a song and someone thinks, I, I think of them, I send them that song. And it's just this habit that I've ever had, that I've always had for, I don't know, even the last 15 years. But you know what would be really cool is instead of every single time I, I sent out a song or I sent out a quote or whatever I was reading, what if I what if I were to stop for a moment and pray for them? Wouldn't that be crazy if, if if that was the initial response? And in fact, that's what I've been working towards is that there's there's a couple guys in my life that when they come to mind, I pray and then I put a little emoji of the praying hands and I send it to them. And the first time I did it, I, I had to clarify it's like I'm not asking for prayer. I'm I'm saying that I'm praying prayer. for you. Yeah. And you know what's funny, Scott, is it doesn't matter where someone is in their life. Every single one of us needs prayer. Yeah. Every single one of us needs to know that someone is thinking of us and lifting us up to God for help, for wisdom, for courage, for strength and it it truly is it truly is important. I know that in my life, um, some of the most meaningful connections I've had are the people that think of me, the people that message me. I had a, I had a guy on my podcast uh, this last week, and I was interviewing him. and um I, I, I said, I gotta tell you, you brought me to tears when I asked you to be on this podcast, and you responded with, you know, Nathan, I think of you often. And I pray of you, I pray for you. I'm driving to my car and I'm asking, I just asked this guy and I get the text and it's reading it on my, on my, on my car. And I'm like, almost bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, why in the world am I bawling my eyes out? It's because <laughs> there is someone in the world is thinking about you, is thinking of me and not just thinking about me. They're lifting me up. One of the yeah. most powerful things is prayer. Right? So, um, uh, I, I don't know how I got on that topic, but
0: <laughs> um, um, well, you, we both do coaching, but mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what, who's your ideal client, what you, what you do and how you, how you coach. And
1: Yeah. So my ideal client is uh, an individual who is kind of stuck in their life. They're trying to get things to work and they just don't, it just doesn't seem like the pieces are working quite right. Like it feels like you have the pieces and you're doing all the right things, but for some reason, things just aren't working the way that they should. And the reason I love working with these individuals is whether that's business or whether that's life or marriage, um, what I love to do is I like to come in and I like to speak to the individual of who they were created to be. Because I think ultimately what happens is we get on this road towards success. We want to achieve, we want to, you know, obtain these really great things in life and as we continue to go down this road, we start to sacrifice a little bit here and a little bit there of who we are. Well, you know, I have to be this person if I want to be successful. And you know, what's really funny is um, there's a story in the Bible of this young man who was taking food to his siblings. And there's this giant calling out, making fun of a people that are God's people. And he says, hey, isn't anyone going to stand up and fight this guy? Yeah. And so he goes, he goes to the king and you know, the king, what does the king say? He says, okay, yeah, we'll armor you up. And the king gives him his armor. And you got to think this, this little young boy, Yeah, you know, he's probably not a really young. He's probably like maybe 12, right? We're not, we're not thinking like five year old, right? right? But you think this young boy wearing this huge armor clunking around, walking out. And he's like, this doesn't feel right something's not right. And this is what we do as business owners. This is what we do as, uh, as parents. This is what we do is we, we walk out onto the field with everyone else's armor. Cause we go, Oh, well that guy's got that going on and he's really good at that. So I'm gonna take this and that and that. And God looks at us and goes, I didn't give you that armor. I didn't give you those tools. Why are you using tools that I never gave you to begin with? And what, what does this young boy do? He takes off all the armor. He gathers it a few smooth stones, stones that he's probably picked up a hundred times. He's killed animals, wild animals with these stones. He picks it up, whirls it around, throws. We know the rest of the story. If, you know it, For those of you that aren't familiar with the story of David before he becomes king when he's a young boy and he defeats Goliath. It's a beautiful picture of how we should be living our lives in our skin, in our talent, in the gifts that God has given us. But we look at other people and we say, well, if I have that, yeah. Well, if I was a better speaker like that, or if I was a better coach, or you know, maybe maybe if I had better talent, or I had a voice, or I, we we start to play this comparison game with other people that are really good at their gifts and their talents, and we start to diminish the ones that we've been given, and instead of using the ones that we've been given to develop those to make those better, we trade those out for some really rusty tools that other people are using, and so when I'm working with a client. I start to help them realize who did God create you to be? Who are you supposed to show up as? And what's interesting is it doesn't matter whether you're a believer or not. I have have clients from both sides of the coin and they both need to understand who they were created to be. Why? Because God created all of us. God created us all with gifts and talents and it doesn't matter who you are. If you're not living with, with the alignment of what you were gifted with, life is going to be really frustrating. Yep. And so a lot of what i do, you know, it, pretty much every coach that you could work with is going to say, what are your goals? Okay, let's go towards your goals. Right <laughs> on, man. And then at some point they'll probably say, hey, let's let's find your purpose. Let's find your why. I love Simon Sinek. Great book. But you know what? There are so many people out there that have a misplaced why because it's attached to an identity that is false. Yep. Absolutely you have to identify who you are, who you were created to be. And not only that, but if you can identify who God created you in perfection and you can keep your eyes on that guy, on that gal, all of a sudden, instead of it being in the future, you start to exude that person here in the present, man, I want to be a really good dad. I wish I was present. I want like the perfect dad would be present with his kids. And so when I'm walking through the house and I see my kids on the floor, like. Even before we jumped on here, I, I came downstairs because uh, I have an open day today, and my kids are dancing. To my da- my my daughter came up to me and said, "Daddy, can we dance?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to dance. Like, I don't know how to dance, and I'm gonna get all sweaty, and I don't want to dance to this music." And I'm like, "You know what? I want to be present with my kids. Like that. That's the dad I want to be. So, oh yeah, if I want to be that, then I'll just do this." And it becomes so much more simplistic because I've already made the decision of the man I want to be, the man I was created to be versus who I am right now. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, so many,
0: it's funny because I see so many people with so much talent Mm. and they have no idea how to take that talent. And I don't want to use the word monetize, but that's probably the best way to use it. But, they don't know how to take that and turn it into a career, a mission, a purpose, a, and they, they look at it and go, oh, just a talent. Well, your voice, your speaking, your, your music, your, um, your writing, your, your ability to connect with people. I mean, every bit of that is a talent and it's, and it really kind of helps you to figure out who you are and where you're going. Mm. I, I was listening to, an audible book the other day i try tried to listen to one every morning and evening on the way home and it said something about um and i've been at the bedside with many many people that have died and um but it was talking about people people dying with the music within them
1: mm.
0: instead of letting it out you know it's a metaphor for whatever that is whatever whatever the music is for them a book mm-hmm. a a, a career or ministry or whatever but but I can't tell you how many dead dreams are laying in fields right now
1: mm. there was a um, a good friend of mine I was interviewing him uh, Trey Johnson he said I want to die empty mm. I want to die empty and I love that because I, I love you know not dying with the music in you but I love this idea of dying empty giving hey. it out you know when you talk about having these talents and gifts, what is what does that look like to monetize? Monetize for those of you that you know like I don't want to monetize my gifts like ah that just sounds dirty like here's here's the thing get over yourself because at the end of the day anything worth purchasing adds value to you yeah the computer that you have right now you didn't you didn't go into an Apple store or a computer store and go well uh I don't know if this is really valuable but I guess maybe I'll pay for it. Like you you don't go to a restaurant and, and like give your money away or like you expect to pay money for people's something. giftings, yeah. something, right? And so if you can, if you can get over the fact that you think that monetization is about you and about you gaining money, if you can get over that and realize that monetization is just a reciprocation of you giving something to someone, you have a gift. You have a talent. You you have something inside of you that someone needs. Yeah. Whether that's you know like us with a coach, where we have a message, where we can speak into someone's life, and we can we can give clarity. We can you know give them action and help them create action in their life and change. That's an absolutely amazing thing that you can do. Do you know how many coaches that are out there that are gifted in this, but they don't charge anything for it? Uh it's it's insane, right? At the end of the day. Anything that costs something is worth it. But no one, no one walks into a store and says, "Well, you know, I'm not going to pay that." Um, I, I or, or 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 even or even or even more like if you go to a, go to a dealership and you're going to go to you know buy a car. Let's say you go to a dealership, you're going to buy a Mercedes. You walk in and it says the guy says, "Well, it's gonna it's gonna cost you about 150 grand." You go, "Awesome, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay you 8 uh, 180 grand for this car." And the guy goes, "No, no, 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 no. no. It's only a, it's only 150 grand." You go, no, "No, no, no. I'm gonna pay 180 grand for it." No one, no one is ever gonna walk into your life and say, "I'm gonna pay you more than what you're asking." Yeah. Uh, unless unless there is something terminally wrong with this person, they are not gonna do that. And so you have to value the gifts that God has given you. That doesn't mean take advantage of people, but it does mean that you have to set a value to that because people don't value things that are worthless. Yeah.
0: I mean, anybody listening to this, if you want to pay me more than what I charge, I'm more than happy to to take, to take it. I'm sure Nathan will too. So he's
1: taking Venmo. He's taking PayPal. (laughs) He's taking all kinds of things. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if you can get that over in Germany, but
0: (laughs) so, um, you know something i always say when i'm when i'm speaking to groups is that you not fulfilling your purpose is probably keeping somebody else from fulfilling theirs mm. because somebody's waiting on you to step up and speak into their life it, and that's usually a god moment or divine appointment and if we don't step up and do what we're be obedient and do what we're supposed to do we may be holding something somebody else back mm-hmm. and that's that's not that's not a weight that i want to carry
1: I don't want hundred percent. And I think if you also think of it in terms of this, there are times where God calls you to do something, to serve someone, to, to charge someone. And if you don't do that, um, you are not the hands and feet of God Yeah, because God's calling you to do something, you know, whether, whether that's, you know, we like to think, Oh, well, God, God told me to give that person money. And so I gave him money. And we think that's so righteous. So wonderful. Right. But what, what about the, what about the business person that has a, you know, God says, Hey, I want you to go start this business and I want you to make money so you can start an orphanage. Like I, I know a guy who started a business and he buys slaves in Africa. He he literally buys slaves in Africa and he has created a town with his money. Wow. And he's not a rich guy. Like he's not, he's not rolling in the dough here. He decided to start a business to buy slaves in Africa to free them, to create a sustainable culture of waters and wells. And you know, he's, he's building houses over there. Like this guy probably makes 80 grand a year wow! and he's doing this. Like, what is your excuse that you don't want to charge for something that you could bless and help other people?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that, what a great way to end this, this show. And how can people reach you? I mean, what, what's the best way to
1: Best way to reach me? You can go to my website, uh, www.nathancookcoaching.com. You can also shoot me an email at info at nathancook.net. That's dot net, not com. Don't follow the dot com guy. We don't know who he is. No, <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. He's got a he's. he's it's it funny because when I when I first joined the John Maxwell team, you know, you join the large organization of of coaches and those kinds of things, and you think, well, who's going to know me? You know, I'm just I'm just Nathan. And I remember going up and one of the admin people said, oh, do you not know who this is? This is the real Nathan Cook. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What, do you, what, do you, what do you mean the real Nathan Cook? And she said, oh, well, we've, we've had a couple Nathan Cooks come through, but they've they've never actually finished the program. You're the only one. And, and no matter who comes after you, you will always be the real Nathan real Cook. Nathan Cook. And so if you want to reach out to the real Nathan cook, you can go to my website or you can shoot me an email. I'm on all kinds of social media from Instagram to Facebook. So uh, I'm, I'm out there. You can find me. I'm usually wearing a bow tie in most of my stuff, but we'll see if the bow tie lasts, it might be retired. I don't know. That I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for that though.
0: I, I wish I could pull it off, but I, I just don't think I can pull it off. So I'm, I'm a little bit jealous, but man, thank you so much for coming on and just the, the value that you've dropped today is, is phenomenal before our call and, and on this, on the show. So thank you so much, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you too, brother. Appreciate it.